Welcome to Movements, a podcast all about volunteer service, civic engagement, and all of the other ways you can become involved in your community. I'm your host, Sydney Blakeney, and I'm the Director of Logistics for MOVE, and today is the very first episode of 2021, and I don't know about you all, but I definitely wanted to start out the new year on a higher note. And in light of doing that, we thought that our first episode should start out with an organization working to spread positivity on Tech's campus. So our first interview of 2021 is with the president of the on-campus organization, Smile, to talk about all the work they've been doing to create a happier overall campus culture through various events and projects, and also talk about ways that you can spread happiness in your own community. So without further ado, enjoy this year's first episode of Movements. Well, I guess we can get started then. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you on. And for those who may not know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe a little facet rundown, name your major type thing, and then your role within your organization. Yes, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. My name is Adam Wetterer. I'm a third year public policy major with a minor in law, science, and technology I'm from Alpharetta, Georgia. And I currently serve as the president of SMILE. Um, and have been in this role since our organization was chartered back in the spring of 2020, um, which seems like an eternity ago at this point. Yeah, honestly, and I didn't realize it was such a new organization. That's great. And, and SMILE is actually an acronym. So could you tell us a little bit about that and how this organization got started last, uh, I guess, two semesters ago now? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so SMILE stands for Spreading Messages and Love and Encouragement. And the cool thing about having SMILE as our acronym is that it's not only our identifier, what we go by, um, but it's also a pretty solid one-word description of our mission. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you mentioned, we were sort of chartered in the spring of 2020, um, right before everyone got sent home. So it was definitely (laughs) a wild time um, to get chartered, but the origin sort of came from some observations made from another project I was working on in the previous fall, so fall of 2020, um, to try to get campus to write as many like uplifting, like handmade cards um, for hospitalized children as possible. Um, So the premise of that project was pretty basic. Essentially just got a bunch of like markers, construction paper, um, cookies for an incentive, um, and then just stood out on Skiles walkway for two weeks, encouraging people to stop by and write a message. Um, And fun aside from that, we actually got all of the construction paper funded for that project through the MOVE service grant. Um, (laughs) You're listening to this and looking to get an upcoming service project funded, um, would highly recommend going that route. Um, Got got a plug for y'all. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so in planning the project, I was sort of expecting most of the fruits to come from the ultimate like delivery of the cards to the children. Um, But instead, I was very much taken aback by the positive impact the event had on Georgia Tech students and staff who participated in it. Um, And I really think there was something to be said about seeing like dozens of people just sitting down at these tables in the heart of campus. Many of them had never interacted with each other before, probably weren't going to interact very much again. Um, But just seeing them taking time out of their day to spread some positivity Um, to another human being and the feeling of connectedness that it gave the participants um, in that setting as well. Um, So throughout that project, I was sort of like, hmm, there's something like really deeply wholesome and meaningful um, to this type of thing um, and sort of had in the back of my mind. But it wasn't until the fall semester wrapped up um, that I really started thinking more about 
the experience and reflecting on it and reflecting on some of my own experiences with mental health and positivity on campus and um, community. And it really got me thinking about how cool it would be for an organization to come into play to sort of solve some of the issues um, that we see on a day-to-day basis at Tech. So um, I sort of started trying to outline some of the main things that could possibly be making it more difficult for people um, to find happiness on campus um, and sort of came to three main things. Um, The first of which is academic rigor. And I wasn't super sure how much an organization could do to address how hard professors make their classes. Um, So that was sort of one of the things we were like, okay, maybe the the organization won't be addressing academic rigor. Um, But the two other things largely had to deal with campus culture. Um, And the first piece of that was positivity. Oftentimes, I think it can be really difficult to find positivity on campus. Um, Tech, you know, know, there are a lot of reasons to um, complain here. And it's good we (laughs) complain. That's how things get better. Um, But I don't think we hear as much about the good things that are going on in the community. And I'm not sure how much intentionally positive stuff is being done um, to try to sort of uplift the community. Um, And then the second piece of that is a feeling of disconnectedness. Um, I think it's it's really easy for a lot of us, especially the more involved students, to forget that I think the majority of uh, people at Georgia Tech are here for that academic rigor. They're here to get that educational experience. They sort of go to class, they go back to their apartment, chill with the roommates, maybe maybe are involved in one or two small things, but other than that, don't feel a really strong sense of connectedness um, to other people on campus. And seeing as though humans, like we are inherently based in community and we need a sense of belonging to feel happy. Um, I think that's the other piece of the campus culture that could be improved is um, reducing that feeling of disconnectedness between students. Um, and it was sort of under these ideas that Smile got started. Um, so back in the spring, we were starting to plan projects and stuff, go through the chartering process, and then uh, coronavirus happened. So it was a very interesting transition from um, just being chartered to being sent home and sort of thrown into that fire of um, the summer and everything that happened there. But that's sort of a origin story, if you will, for um, where we came from. Yeah, I, that's amazing. All the work you guys have been able to do and just, I guess, for lack of a better word, putting smiles on people's faces, you know, that's, it's so important. And, you know, like you were saying, especially with a lot of people feeling alone this semester and not really be able to see their friends and family, I think this type of work, you know, to bring people together is just really important. And I just appreciate what y'all are doing so much. I think it's it's really, really exciting. And I guess you kind of touched on it with the campus culture and everything um, being the way it is and in somewhat of a normal setting. But, you know, now with this pandemic, why do you think Smile's work and service is just so important today? Yeah. um, So both of those pieces of positivity and disconnectedness that I touched on that were already sort of a problem pre-COVID have only been accentuated um, after the virus. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's hard enough to connect with students in a typical semester, but when you're online and public health guidance tells you to stay six feet apart or more and wear masks, and it's, you know, um, it can be scary to even leave your apartment or residence hall sometimes um, mm-hmm. to try to meet people. It is so much more important this semester 
um, to try to facilitate connections between people and also spread some positivity um, because there is a lot of negative news in the world right now. Um, and I think it's important that there is some positive stuff as well. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's it's nice. I, I followed y'all on social media this year, actually, and it's been nice to like see you in my feed every once in a while, just trying to pump everybody up. So that's oh. just very nice things, very nice things, of course. But um, I kind of want to transition now to talk about, you know, you started this organization in spring 2020, March hit, everything changed. Like, what was that transition like? How did you guys think about transitioning into this newer setting and putting on projects that would still be meaningful and impactful? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a really interesting time to be at, at sort of the start of an organization's um, time with us getting chartered right before um, COVID hit. So we were actually able to put on one event before we all got sent home. It was Friday, March 6th. The, so the Friday right before we got sent home, oh, wow. um, yes. we essentially did sort of like a repeat of the Cards for Hospitalized Kids event I talked about that took place in the previous fall. Um, we scaled it up a little bit. We're able to do a lot of organizational outreach, um, have this big event at the Campanile. Um, and luckily, we had the presence of mind to have this like table set up with an interest form um, for joining Smile at that event. And we ended up getting like 40 something responses on the form. Um, so luckily, going into the summer, we sort of had some place to start off with recruiting and building up our membership base. Um, so sent out an email early in the summer and sort of just asked people like, hey, um, would you be interested in doing any work um, this summer? We were the people at the Campanile right before we got sent home, um, if you don't remember. Um, and we ended up having a solid squad of about 15 to 20 people over the summer um, working on some things like fall initiative planning, developing a website, um, and then our Hearts for Campus initiative, which is where at the beginning of the fall semester, um, we essentially collected a bunch of messages um, of things that people love about Georgia Tech and printed those out onto white and gold hearts and hung them from trees around, around campus. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what we had going for us was there wasn't necessarily a tr transition that needed to be made because we had only really done one event prior to the COVID era. Um, so I think we've been able to sort of transition our events pretty well um, to the COVID era because we have never had to hold events before that didn't meet those guidelines, if that makes sense. Of course, yeah. um, so it, it was, I think, a lot easier than if we had started like a year previous and had all of these things set in stone, like ways of operating that had to be turned on their head because of the virus. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's great that you guys have been able to do that as well. Could you give us some examples of uh, some of the projects you've worked on this semester specifically? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mentioned the Hearts for Campus project. Mm -hmm. um, another big project we worked on was delivering um, care packages um, with encouraging messages in them to students who have tested positive for coronavirus and are quarantining or I guess isolating um, at off-campus hotels. Um, so that we sort of tried to get students involved virtually through virtual message submission form going around, um, got a bunch of encouraging messages from students that we printed out and put into these bags. Also had um, drop off stations around campus for people to submit handwritten messages as well. 
Um, and we assembled some of those messages, put some mental health resources, um, candy. We um, made these to hell with Rona stickers mm -hmm. um, that people seem to like. Um, put a lot of really cool stuff into those bags um, and developed a partnership with one of the off-campus hotels to sort of um, maintain that steady supply and make sure people are getting those care packages. Um, one of my favorite events we did this fall was called Positivity Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. um, and basically what we did is we just got like 300 pumpkins and placed them right in the middle um, of Skiles Walkway, sort of the side opposite to Tech Green. Um, and put a bunch of painting materials and brushes um, on a table next to the pumpkins. And we were basically like, pick up a pumpkin from the patch completely free. Um, you can take a kit, design your own pumpkin, paint a positive message on it on your own time. You can even take it back to your dorm if you want, um, and then bring it back to the patch for the rest of the community to see. Um, and that was another one of those really cool experiences where even though we can't really have in-person events in the typical sense, um, as we would in a previous semester, you sort of got to see that sort of semblance of the in-person aspect coming back. Um, it was really cool one afternoon just sitting out there and looking at a bunch of students decorating their pumpkins with smiles on their faces, um, and then seeing that physical representation of community and each individual student with their decorated pumpkin sort of like sitting in that patch. Um, so that was another thing we did. Uh, we did a staff appreciation initiative called Give Thanks, um, where we did a bunch of stuff for like bus drivers, custodians, essentially just highlighted different groups of staff. Um, and we're still working on distributing some goodie bags for them um, this week. And then uh, let's see, we did a finals encouragement campaign. So just released an Among Us themed um, finals encouragement video. Yeah, I did watch that. That um, was great. <laughs> it was so much fun to film. Yeah, of course. Handed uh, out some bags. Yeah, so that's sort of a rundown of some of the stuff we've done this semester. And just to highlight the scale of the work that Smile's done, uh, I'm going to read off some of the stats that they released on their social media. It's just about the work that they were able to do last semester. So they ended up hanging 944 of those hearts that they mentioned uh, around campus. Um, and those were from incoming and returning students and faculty and alumni all coming together to, to support that project. Uh, over 5,000 cards from hospitalized children were written, 300 pumpkins were painted, 604 messages and 525 bags were collected and delivered for the quarantine students, and 1,000 staff appreciation bags were distributed. So as you can see, they've been able to reach a lot of people across campus and hopefully even more in the next semester. Yeah, I, I think those are great. And I, and I love that you've been able to not only like incorporate the students, but also like the people that are working on this campus as well, the bus drivers, you know, facilities management, those types of things. I think that's really important too. Um, and for those students who couldn't really attend the in-person events, you mentioned like being able to fill out messaging um, virtually for those students that were um, quarantining on campus. Are there any other ways that you've been able to engage with them virtually as well? Yeah, um, that's been sort of like the big existential question in our planning process for most of these events is how can we make sure that we can reach students who may not be on campus or may not be comfortable attending anything in person. Um, so a big thread throughout has been submitting some sort of message virtually through a form of some sort. So whether it was something you love about tech for Arts for Campus an encouraging message to another student for quarantine encouragement, um, a message of appreciation for staff, 
um, something like that. That's a really easy way to um, try to get students involved um, in a very easy, just takes a couple minutes format. Um, but they're also making a tangible impact. Like each of their message goes to a different person. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, with our files encouragement video, we also sort of tried to have that be something that could just reach all students in a virtual format. Um, whereas with our bags, it was sort of, you have to pick it up in person. Um, so sort of trying to balance when there is an in-person aspect, um, trying to make it so that people can participate virtually somehow as well. Of course. And I, I think that's really important too. Um, do you guys have any plans for the upcoming semester that you're thinking about doing to kind of, I guess, match both of those needs of in-person and virtual as well? Yeah, um, we have some really exciting plans for next semester, some of which haven't been like fully approved yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to like say them on here and <laughs> um, have people potentially be disappointed. But um, let's just say that we might be trying to break a Guinness World Record um, oh, of campus. That's do that as well. So that, that could be fun, but still in the very early stages of getting that approved. Um, let's see. Um, one project I'm excited about that we're um, looking to work on next semester um, is this flower bed initiative where essentially the idea is um, we're going to ask students to write something that maybe has stressed them out or um, makes them sad, you know, some sort of thought that they want to get off their chest and write that, write that onto um, like this seeded paper, essentially. I wasn't aware this existed, but um, basically there's this paper that you can plant and um, there's seeds in the paper and flowers will grow out of it. Um, so the idea is to collect a bunch of these messages from students that they write on the paper and then we bury their sad thoughts and from it sprouts a bed of flowers. So um, we're looking to secure space for a flower bed on campus um, maybe have it be a cool reflective space or something like that. That's a project I'm really looking forward to next semester. Yeah, I love that. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, so exciting. Okay, whenever all those plans get finalized, send them over to me. I'll <laughs> make sure to like spread the word about it at this. Awesome. As well. Thank you. Of course. And for the people that have participated in some of your events, but want to be kind of on the planning side or want to find ways to do it like on their own, how can they become involved with your organization? I am so glad you asked that because um, we are still looking for new members. Um, we want you to get involved if any of this sounds interesting to you. Um, I think the easiest way to do that would be to visit our Engage page. So you can go to engage.gotech.edu. Um, and that's a really easy way to sort of look up our organization. On our page, there's a link to a quick application you can fill out. Um, and there's also an email address on that page if you have any questions. Or if you want to DM us on social media, anything like that, um, we'd be glad to answer questions. But fill out the application. Um, we should get back to you relatively soon after you fill that out. And that'll be sort of a rolling acceptance. Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure to put a link to y'all's Engage page in the description, too. Okay, well, that was the majority of my questions, and this has just been great, and I feel like I've learned a lot about, you know, a different kind of service. It, it seems like, you know, most people will see services going to, like, a food bank or kind of going to an animal shelter, like, taking a chunk out of the day to help people, but this is, like, a simple form of it where you're, like, writing a note to someone and 
you know, who will appreciate it like just as much or, or, you know, helping yourself as well. Like, I feel like that's really important. So I just wanted to say the work that y'all are doing. If I haven't said it enough, it's just great. And I love it. So (laughs) thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And so this podcast will go up most likely as our first episode of the new year, because I feel like it's, you know, it's a great, it's a positive message that y'all are spreading. Um, And as Smile is kind of centered around, you know, building a happier campus community, I'm curious, what do you think some of the ways that maybe listeners of the podcast can take the idea of spreading positivity and encouragement, like into their own communities, into their own spaces? Oh, I love that question. Um, I would say like the, the community, this idea of community can be collapsed down to even like you and your roommates or a friend you haven't seen in a while. I think um, there's something to be said about just being intentional about trying to spread joy Um, to maybe someone you haven't talked to in a minute or someone who may be a stranger you don't even know. Um, You see them maybe having a bad day and try to spread joy to them somehow. Um, I think sort of trying to be intentional going about your day, looking for those opportunities to spread joy to the people in your life, Um, however mundane a thing it may be, I think is a great way to try to spread joy in your more individual community. We're definitely very disconnected in these times. And I think it can go a long way to just have conversations with people, um, maybe have a FaceTime or socially distant in-person gathering um, one-on-one. I think those are great ways to try to extend that arm and um, have those interactions with people in these times to spread joy. Yeah, I, I love that. I definitely agree. And it's just very important to do, especially during this time as well. So yeah, just... Thank you for that message and telling us more about Smile today and all the work y'all are doing. I think it's great. And I'm very hyped for some of those events that you said. I'm going to be looking out for that Guinness World Record. Hopefully we can do that. It'll be great. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that's all for today. So thank you so much for being on and, you know, just keep up the good work. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, have a good one and good luck on break. Have a fun holiday, all that stuff. So. You as well. Happy uh, end of finals. (laughs) Thanks. Yes, definitely happy. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed another episode of Movements and special thanks to Smile for being on this week and helping us learn more about their organization. Check out the description below to learn more about them and to find their social medias. Uh, I believe their Instagram is at smile.gotech and you can look up smile.tech on Facebook and find them that way. Uh, They post about all their new events coming up and other messages of encouragement to brighten up your feet a bit and I really highly recommend following them. So, yep. Also check out their Engage page as well if you're interested in attending any events and wanting to learn more about them. And also if you want to apply to their organization as well, the links to those will be down below so make sure to check out those. And I'd be remiss if I didn't remind everyone, but if you're in Georgia and you have been avoiding watching your television or being on the internet in any way, shape, or form, then you might not know that we have a Senate runoff race on January 5th, which is tomorrow. And if you did know about it, hopefully if you haven't voted early, you are making your plan to vote on Tuesday. So visit mvp.sos.ga.gov to find your polling place for this election, and then we'll finally be through election season, hopefully. So yay. (laughs) Uh, So all the links that you'll need to know and some helpful resources will be below as well. 
If you're new here, be sure to subscribe on anywhere you get your podcasts for more bi-weekly episodes released on Mondays, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at MoveGT. And if you're in an organization looking for funding for more events this semester, consider applying to the Move Service Grant as well, which is linked on our Engage page below. And check out some of our other episodes for the podcast from weeks before. The next few episodes we put out will revolve around a very special event happening on Saturday, January 16th, which is our first ever Engage Symposium. So throughout that day, we'll have various student leaders leading interviews similar to what you hear on the podcast with notable local, regional, and state leaders in Atlanta that are also GT alum to discuss the leadership lessons they've learned along their journeys. And this event will be held in Georgia Tech's first center for the arts with limited audience seating and also live stream for those who can't be there in person. And we'll be posting those interviews in the podcast feed as well. So if you're interested in signing up or learning more about the event overall, the link will be below, of course. So that's all from us this time. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Movements and I'll see you soon. The views expressed by guests on the Movements podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not express or may not be the views of Georgia Tech or the organization mobilizing opportunities for volunteer experience.